Um, all right, guys, let's bring, let's bring Doc in. Uh, we're ready to roll. Hey, man. <laughs> How's it How going, man? Good, good. Um, good to be here. We have a, a great uh, great show lined up. Um, like I said earlier, Doc, we had a, a couple questions that we, we, we didn't quite get to uh, last go-around. And, and I believe, uh, Evangelon, if, if, you're, if you're listening now, I, I believe there was a, there was a, a, a question uh, last second that you asked. Um, I'm going to try to get to that as well. Um, that, was from, that was from last week, and I believe it had to do with, with long COVID uh, and Pepsid. Um, so I, I will get to that. Um, I might just um, ask that uh, verbally instead of having it written, uh, written in there. Kathy, how's it going? Sarah, how's it going? Great to see you guys. Uh, all right, Doc, you ready to roll? Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and start. Um, you know, this is uh, just kind of a cue. Uh, Prascarol with CoQ10 and fish oil. It seems that, uh, that, that this person is, is on Prascarol and was wondering um, if that's safe to take with CoQ10 and fish oil, as we've been suggesting. Yeah, past Prascarol... Um, is named Effiant, which is uh, the brand name for what's, what I always went by is Effiant. It's a blood thinner really given more emergently for people that are getting uh, a stent in their heart or, or things like that. So it's not as commonly used as a long-term blood thinner as some of the others like Plavix or um, Eliquis or some of those. So I don't know of anybody that takes that chronically. I'm sure there are, like you maybe, but um, I suppose the cardiologist just left you on that. But um, where, the way I've seen it is it, it works a little quicker than the other things. So they like to use it uh, right after a stent, I think. But, um, but yeah, it is a potent blood thinner uh, with short action. So um, certainly fish oil and even CoQ10 could affect your, your bleeding time. So it's not that, you know, I, I would probably recommend that you hold off on the fish oil um, when you take that. The CoQ10, which could also thin your blood a little bit, uh, would probably be okay. Um, you know, certainly if you're on a stat and you need to check your CoQ10 levels and replace them because you're going to be really tired if you don't. But um you know, certainly you could always um, watch out for bruising and nosebleeds and that type of thing. So um, with any of these new blood thinners, um, we don't check blood levels like we used to on Coumadin. We could check a protom and kind of see where you were and how things affected your protom. But with the new ones, there's really no need for blood test. Um, I think they're safer than Coumadin or warfarin, same thing. Uh, so you have to be cautious with that. The fish oil, you got to be really cautious with it. CoQ10, not as much, but it could affect it. So um, I would suggest, again, follow up with your cardiologist. Uh, but if you're um, you know, on a statin and your CoQ10 levels and you're, are low and you're tired, you might consider easing some CoQ10 in there. You know, start out with... Uh, 50 to 100 milligram if you start bruising or having bleeding problems of course you got to stop it but um certainly got to be cautious with those that's a good good question but um uh, effiant is the name brand name that most people 
look at when they see that word. All right. Thank you for that. And thank you for that question. We apologize for uh, for not getting to that uh, last week. Um, so let's get to a couple others uh, that came over um, through email. Let's see here. Um, okay. This is a great one and, and a very common one because you talk a lot about uh, K2 uh, with D3. So please explain a, a bit more about the vitamin K2 component. You need to take it with uh, D3 and there's a follow-up. Um, I thought vitamin K was for clotting and wondered why we would want potentially any more clotting, especially right now since blood clots are one concern with COVID. Um, what's your yeah, what's your take on certainly, that? Certainly, you know, um, vitamin K, which you find in green leafy vegetables, uh, you also can find it in... Uh, eggs and some meats but k1 which is the one most people commonly hear about um, is found in leafy vegetables and it is it is for clotting you know we used to use it for people that came in bleeding um, uh, on coumadin their protons are out and we had to give them vitamin k uh, to stop the bleeding so it is for clotting um, in high doses but the amount you take in a supplement or a food you know is is I've never seen a case of, uh, you know, clotting in that low a dose. But what the vitamin K does is allow the vitamin D to bring the calcium into your bones, not your arteries. So um, you do have to be cautious with it. If you're taking a blood thinner, you know, you, you don't want to be on vitamin K along with it. Um, it may negate some of the effects of the blood thinner. Even if you're on blood thinners like cumin you got you got to watch out for eating a lot of green leafy vegetables it could really you know affect that uh, proton um, like i said before there's no way of measuring if you're on eliquis or prodaxa or some of those other newer uh, blood thinners that are better than cumin um so you know i do suggest that you know if you're if you're anywhere over 40 years old, you should have vitamin D with K probably sooner than that. But certainly if you're at risk for heart disease, um, and that's when you start thinking about it at age 40, um, certainly for men, women, more 50-ish. But, um, you know, you got to weigh the risks versus the benefits. And certainly um, you don't want, you want that calcium in your bones, not your arteries. The other thing too, you know, since I've popped my vitamin D up to 10,000 units a day, during the COVID couple of years we've had from 5,000. I take my 5,000 D with K and I take the other 5,000 plain. So certainly if you, if you, if somebody has COVID, I pop them up to 50,000 units a day of vitamin D for five days. Uh, but I don't, I just use one with the K, the rest of us plain vitamin D three. So that makes sense. It's a great question. That's exactly, it's kind of confusing about yeah. vitamin K, but the, the message is and the doses using supplements, you know, it shouldn't affect that for, for most people that aren't on blood thinners. Um, and I think it's okay to take um, your aspirin, your 81 milligram aspirin, deal with K. I just uh, don't take them together. And by, and by together, you just mean not in the same sitting, yeah. space them out a couple hours? You're right. I'll space them out a couple hours. Same thing with like ibuprofen and aspirin. If you take daily aspirin to prevent blood clots, you shouldn't take ibuprofen within, you know, I'll say four hours of when you take your uh, your ibuprofen or Aleve or Naproxen, any of those. 
Yeah, I remember. So, that. I remember yeah, you got to be careful. You got to yeah. be careful. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for, for that question that came over through email. Uh, we appreciate the, the interaction there. Um, okay, let's get to one around thyroid. Um, my question is, can any of these affect some routine blood work? More specific, thyroid or ALT and AST levels. I take Synthroid as I have had a complete thyroidectomy. Uh, there we go. I, I forgot the, the first part. The first part is I am taking vitamin C and D as well as zinc, omega-3s, quercetin, and glucosamine, and uh, chondroitin for joints. Um, so I, the, the question is, could that affect their their blood work and specifically their um, uh, some of their thyroid blood tests? No, I don't think so. You know, the one uh, the one supplement you have to watch out for when you get blood routine blood work is taking biotin. You know, a lot of people take uh, biotin for their hair, and if you're on five uh, milligrams of biotin. Uh, it can affect your blood study. So I, I recommend that if you're taking that high, drop off for a week or two before you get your blood test. But the, the AST and ALT are liver enzymes, and I don't think they're going to affect that at all. If they do, you want to know about it. But um, they shouldn't affect your thyroid levels either. Um, I can't think of a reason why that would affect your thyroid levels. But... Make sure when you get your thyroid function test, you get it um, at the same time every time you check it. Um, like if you take, like if you get it checked at ten in the morning one time, get it checked at ten in the morning the next time, it, because that can be tricky hmm. um, when you take your uh, synthroid or armor, and when you check the blood levels after you've taken it. Sometimes you have to take several to kind of get an average, but. Uh, a good question. Another good question. All right. Thank you for that. I'm going to go to um, Instagram now. Uh, we had a couple come in uh, over there, and uh, I'm going to just read these out. Uh, the first one from Instagram is, um, I take Pepsid AC every day. Is this okay to do? Uh, yeah, certainly a lot better than taking, you know, PPI like Prilosec or Nexium. Um, again, I would recommend just taking it as needed. You know, again, if you have reflux, you want to find out the root cause of your reflux and you don't have to take it because, um, you know, you still need acid in your stomach to digest your food and absorb your minerals. So, uh, some people, um, take it every day and they don't need it. And it actually impairs some of their digestive processes and absorption of those. So it's not to the effect that a PPI would but um because it doesn't cut as much acid out but it's still cutting acid out matter of fact a lot of people have you know too much or not enough acid in their stomachs that's why you do the betaine challenge test and see and actually not enough acid can also cause heartburn or reflux so just be cautious and try to figure out why you have that in the first place um a great great question uh, All right, let's go. Uh, we got one more over here. I just want to knock this out before I, f I forget because I don't want to forget the, the Instagrammers. Uh, if I'm at a grocery store and someone started to cough, should I be worried? Uh, should I get out of line? And I, I'm laughing only because um, you I, asked my that question. <laughs> I myself. It had to be from you. <laughs> that wasn't from me. I think Ben asked that question. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the number of times uh, I've called you um, at a gas station 
and and I overheard somebody cough cough around me, and and I'm sure if you if you know me and you're and you're watching if you know Katie knows me well and uh, and she's been around me throughout this uh, throughout this pandemic and and um and I'll I'll be my case of OCD. <laughs> uh. But so, 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 so let, let's answer the question and then that, that might help me never ask that question again. Okay. <laughs> Cause you so can send me back to this video. Like, so what's the question? What should you do or get out of line? Uh, if the question is, if, if I'm at a grocery store and someone started to cough, should I be worried and get out of line? No, you shouldn't really get out of line, but immediately grab a grocery bag from the checkout person and put it over your head. And hopefully you have enough where you can breathe out through the bottom of it. Hopefully you get enough oxygen in there. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and if you're watching, he's making fun of me right now. Um, that had to come from you. That couldn't have come from was, anybody else. That legitimately came from somebody else. It did. It did. There's other people like you, Ben. That there are. Give you some comfort. I, I'm, I'm actually really, really thankful that, that that question came through. But my, uh, just because, it, you know, you know, we've talked a lot about this, um, uh, if I, somebody, here's what I would honestly do because I'm kind of germaphobe myself. I'm not, but if somebody was sick, they were sneezing, had runny nose, and they were just, you know, coughing all over the place, I'd try to recognize that and move to a different line. Because remember, you're going to be signing with stuff that they they sign with. And I, I probably would. I mean, if, that's why sick people shouldn't get out there. But, if, you know, most of the time it's allergies, but you're not, you're not quite sure about that. And in these, in these times, you know, um, I, I wouldn't blame you for getting a little paranoid about that. Um, again, there's a lot of fear going around and, um, but just a casual sneeze again, sn people should sneeze into their, you know, their shirt or something. They shouldn't sneeze in the open air, but, or cough either one. So, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be the one person that should be wearing a mask. Um, so yeah, I'd, if I noted it, I'd probably move out of the way and go to a different line myself. No, I, I actually think that's very smart. So it's, it's not, you know, no need to get worried, but, but do, you know, I mean, maybe carry around some hand cleaner too, Yeah, you know, because yeah. if you touch something that they've touched, then you put it in your nose or your eye, you could possibly catch something from what we call fomites um but that's a great question yeah you know uh so the answer is no but do you know if you notice quite a bit of coughing maybe move to a different line uh something of, of that nature yeah but don't get on the case or anything you know just quietly remove yourself and yeah yeah um all right let's go to the next one here and, and i actually I, I really like this one as well um, it, it's about calcium and magnesium together. Um, so the question is many reputable brand, reputable brands, uh, have calcium and magnesium together in their bone formula, uh, calcium supplements, and, and they sent an attachment. Uh, yeah, I know Tom says, uh, don't take them at the same time. Could you explain, uh, that? And then there is a follow-up. Uh, how does this help your bones if they are, um, if they are together yet, we shouldn't take them together. Well, here's what I'll tell you. You don't need an extra calcium supplement. You know, you just need, you do need the magnesium, take it at night, of course. Uh, but you don't need any extra calcium in a pill. We used to think that, but, you know, you just don't need it. I mean, it doesn't go the right place. You need to get your calcium from your vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables. But I hardly ever put anybody in a calcium supplement anymore. 
I do put them on magnesium. I take D with K, you know, hormones, exercise, sunshine. You just don't need to. Most people do not need to take any calcium pill. Hmm. Um, contrary to popular medical opinion, that's my opinion on it from, you know, talking to a lot of smart people and reading a bunch of studies where, um, you know, you just don't need, you need to get it through your food. You don't need a calcium pill. It just doesn't help and it may, you know, it may cause problems. So it can certainly constipate you. It can increase your risk of kidney stones and it may even cause some cardiac arrhythmias. Rare. Don't worry about that. But um, you just get it through your food. Um, I just don't like that uh, calcium uh, pill supplement. I just don't like it. Again, that's my opinion. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that explanation. Actually, I, I, I've heard you say, um, you know, stay away from maybe a calcium. Plus, there's a lot of different supplement. forms of magnesium too. There's nine different forms. You want to make sure you get the form that's right for you. Um, so. Today in today in the note, you mentioned magnesium three and eight and magnesium glycinate. Um, that was in regards yeah. to sleep. Um, but is that also yeah, for the other brain function? Uh, no, if you need it for constipation, you know, magnesium citrate should be in there. Um, and then you know, there's succinate, there's ornithate, uh, the three and eight, the glycinate. I like the combination of them, but, um, but yeah. So when you get that calcium with magnesium, you know, what kind of magnesium you're getting in there? Probably just plain old mag, you know, mag citrate. Um, you need the other forms as well. All right. All right. Let's get to, to, to one more here. I believe there was one uh, around carpal tunnel. There we go. Um, okay. Any specific suggestions to help with carpal tunnel other than eat anti-inflammatory and get plenty of omega-3s? Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, B6 sometimes helps it. Although if you get too much B6, it makes a neuropathy worse. Um, you know, carpal tunnel, is a, it's a compressed median nerve to your hand. Pretty common. Um, uh, you know, you, you, if it gets really bad, you need to wear a wrist splint, especially at night, that will help it. But, um, I, of course, I like turmeric, curcumin, same thing. Uh, you know, I love omega-3s for a lot of reasons. I'm not sure how effective they are for carpal tunnel. Um, but uh, there sounds like a train that went by. Uh, <laughs> that's at your house. Isn't it? That is. That uh, is. But, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, sometimes if nothing else works. You can get it released through a little surgical incision. Um, so, but yeah, carpal tunnel can be a bear. Really can anything that causes you to retain fluid and swell can compress that median nerve. There's not a lot of room in that tunnel anyway for a lot of people. So um, and certainly, if you took that's one side effect of people that take growth hormone is carpal tunnel huh. and cause them to swell. You know you can't get growth hormone legally in this state anyway, but. Um, and, and certainly the Samoran and some of the peptides won't do that. But um, So try it, uh, B6, and uh, maybe a wrist splint at night. And try to get to the root of the problem. What's causing your carpal tunnel? Are you doing something too heavy, repetitive work, uh, things like that? 
And uh, sometimes we'll even cool it off with some steroids with the hope that we won't have to do surgery on it. Hmm. So, um, all right. Well, well, thank you for, for that question. I want to get to, to this um, real quick. I've been searching for it and uh, I'm just going to read it off. It was Evangelon's question last week that we, we didn't quite get to. And um, in this question, he says, I found that anti, uh, hold on. Let me see if I took. Okay, I've had long COVID since December 2020 and find my symptoms are similar to mast cell activation syndrome, autoimmune responses, and anemic type symptoms. I found that antihistamines help tremendously, currently on a low histamine diet. I take 20 milligrams Pepsid three times a day, 185 milligrams Allegra one time a day, and 475 milligrams Quercetin three times a day. Is there a natural substitute for Pepsid? And, and Evangeline, if I if I messed up that up, just let me know. I'll be I'll be looking out for uh, for a comment um, from me. Yeah, um, uh, there are plenty out there. You know, again, I'm not a naturopath, so I'm not as familiar with something as like uh, someone like Dr. Sammons would be. She's really good. I, I really like her a lot. I do too. I do too. Uh, she she could probably give you a better answer. She could probably give you a whole list of stuff, but. Um, you know, licorice root, um, slippery elm, um, uh, baking soda, uh, apple cider vinegar. I'm sure you've tried all these, uh, but the long COVID is a bear. You're on an H1 and an H2 block, which is good. Um, but, you know, you might even try, sometimes we'll try low-dose naltrexone. Uh, which is a prescription medicine. It's kind of an opiate antagonist. So uh, there's a lot of ways to go with because long hauler, long COVID syn syndrome. Sometimes we use short courses of steroids. Um, maybe a steroid called hydrocortisone, Cortef. You might even look into uh, checking your... Uh, salivary uh, cortisol levels four point where you do the saliva test and yeah. look at you know four times during the day to see what your adrenal function is like um, if it's really flat you may try some hydrocortisone which won't have the side effects that prednisone or decadron would have yet it would afford you a lot of relief um, probably um, you know I, I saw a couple of day long haulers that it really threw their thyroid function way off um and uh barbara hope you're listening tonight hi but uh it can really throw your hormones off too i've seen it throw people in the menopause mess up their levels on their creams that they're already on especially women um, whose hormones are a little more complex than men's there's more of a balancing act going on um but gosh there's so many different ways you can go with long haul syndrome of course ivermectin we use a lot of that um sometimes we use luvox and kind of a it's a 50 50 chance it's a really a serotonin drug we use for ocd ben could probably use a little small dose of that uh you know phenofibrate you know which is uh a mess we use to lower cholesterol without being a statin. It it uh, affects the absorption part of a high cholesterol. 
rather than decreasing it from your production from the liver. Um, so and there, there's just a lot of things you can do. You got to kind of play around with it a little bit because well, what, what um, everybody's you, a little different. What are you looking for when you're playing around with it? Are you just looking for relief of symptoms? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe more energy. Yeah, you know, most people have long COVID or tired, especially with exertion, headaches, dizziness, um, that type of thing. Uh, but it can run the gamut. I really can. Uh, it can it can really cause you to feel bad. Brain fog's huge. You know, sometimes we use stimulants, low dose stimulants like Provigil for that. I've used that several times. It's helped people. Hmm. Um, just depends on how severe it is and, um, and all that. You might want to get some lab work. I'm sure you have to check out like a Cleveland panel to see where everything's at your, your adrenals, your hormones, your thyroid, your insulin resistance. I've really seen it thrown up through a lot of insulin resistance. I think we're going to have a lot more type one diabetics out there as a a result of COVID. Hmm. Um, so I hope that helps you. you know, yeah. It, if, if there's yes. any, any, any follow-up questions to that, uh, just put them in the comments there. We're going to get to them, uh, which is where we're going now. Um, if I missed somebody's question that came in th- during the week, uh, as always, I apologized. Uh, shoot me a quick email, just ben at performancemedicine.net or info at performancemedicine.net. I'll make sure to get that uh, first, thing, uh, first thing next week. It seems we've got another one here. Um, this is Evangelon, another Evangelon question here. Uh, I took one five day course of ivermectin. Okay. This is a follow up. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't hesitate to take it. Definitely. I would just get on it. You know, some people say get on every day. I kind of think every day for a long time can really kind of work on your intestines a little bit. So what I would do, Evangelon is get on it twice a week for a while. Uh, even once a day, maybe effective but start out at twice a week for a month then go to once once a week for the next month and see if that improves symptoms uh, it's not going to hurt you cool just don't go to tractor supply and get you know get the horse dose and pour it down your throat <laughs> i don't know why they're demonizing ice cream so much um thank you thank you for that and thank you th- thank you to the to the team for for uh for getting that up there. Um, we're going to go to the comments um, and we're going to uh, answer questions. Uh, this is what we do every week. If you're new here, um, say hello. I see you. Uh, let's see. any new Debbie, how's it going? Edna, Denise, so good to see you. Angel, how's it going? Sherry, uh, really, really pumped to have you guys here with us. Um, Anthony, how you doing? Um, great to see everybody. If you have a question for Dr. Rogers, put in the comments. We're going to get to as many as we can over the next uh, 15 to 30 minutes or so. Uh, we, we're, we're claiming this is the best medical Q&A show on, on Facebook and YouTube. What do you guys that's think? That's a big claim. That's yeah. a huge claim. That's a huge claim. That's a, that's a big claim. But, yeah. um, but I, think, I think we can do it, and we're going to— You think this is kind of like Dr. Oz? Is it as Dr. <laughs> Oz? Thing? I know it's better than Dr. Fauci. I will say that. <laughs> I will claim that. I know it's better than Dr. Fauci. They, you know what? I don't think he has a Q&A. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the advice that we know is better than Dr. Fauci's. There we go. I think that's something we can, we can definitely yeah. live up to that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to find something here. He's in bed. He's in bed by now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
apologize to, to, to any of the, the Dr. Fauci fans uh, out there. Uh, better than Dr. Ox. There we go. Um, hey, hey, Lisa. <laughs> I'm going to see you soon. Um, okay. Yes, definitely most informative. Thank you, Evangelon. Um, all right. Let's see here. Let's get to, to Roel. Uh, Barbara says we're better than, or you're better than both of them. Uh, thank you for that, Barbara. Um, thank you, Barbara. Barbara looks so good. All right. All right. Uh, Roel asks, can someone on metformin also take berberine? This is a really fun question because uh, often these, these two are mentioned yeah. together. Uh, yeah, they won't interact. You know, probably if you're not getting great control with metformin, you can certainly uh, add it. I have several people that take both. Um, they work in kind of similar ways. A lot of people just can't tolerate metformin on their on their gut. You know, it gives them loose stools and all cramps sometimes. So, but if you can tolerate them both, one thing about vitamins that I'll emphasize, add them one at a time. If you don't feel good, you'll know what caused it. Because even vitamins can make you feel bad or certainly through us upset stomach and everything. Um, I had a patient this week that I just took off everything. Uh, and just to see and add them back one at a time. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel well to see if it was a supplement that could have been causing them to feel bad. Uh, but great, great question. Uh, so, so the answer is you can, you can. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Roel. Um, Edna on Facebook asks what to do for prevention of kidney stones. And watch out in the previous question, you know, metformin can cause a weird thing called lactic acidosis. It's not real common, but if somehow you started aching a lot and not feeling bad, then don't take them together. But I have several that do They get good control. Uh, so great question. But, no, what's the next question, Ben? I'm sorry. All right. No, thank you for clarifying that. Um, Edna asked what to do for prevention of kidney stones. Don't take any extra calcium pills. Yeah. <laughs> um, drink a lot of water. Uh, fil filtered water, that's, filtered that's, water that's, correct? That's filtered water. That's the best thing you can do. I mean, the urologists love it when summer rolls around, everybody gets dehydrated. That's when you uh, start precipitating kidney stones, um, which unfortunately tend to run in families, but, um, drink a lot of water. Um, and gosh, you know, if you have a history of kidney stones, you know, we have a medicine called Flomax that really kind of can help at times. We usually use that on men with enlarged prostates, but I can give it to women sometimes. Um, you know, I usually don't, uh, and water with lemon, yes. A lot of the urologists like water with lemon coming from somebody with a lot of kidney stones, unfortunately. Um, thank you. Thank you for that comment, Katie. Uh, and like like Katie just did, guys, if you have... Um, and not cold water, lukewarm water. Lukewarm water um, with, with lemon. and, and if Don't you drink cold water. Always drink lukewarm water. Cool. Um, All great. right. Thank you for that. And uh, guys, if you have any added, uh, added value to, uh, to, to some of these questions, please put those, put those in the comments. Those, uh, that matters a, a whole lot. And we're going to try to pick those out uh, for, for the people who are asking the questions because um, we know that uh, more, than, more than that person is, is, is wondering the same thing. So thank you for that. Watch out. I mean, if you're taking super high doses of vitamin D, I had a lady today, her vitamin D level was I think 147 she was taking too much for her so we backed her down that could cause problems too 
and this is a, another suggestion here from Keto Bandito. What's up, Keto Bandito? Uh, hopefully, Keto Mama's in here. I haven't seen her. Uh, hopefully, she's doing well. Um, uh, he, he says, for uh, kidney stones, take uh, Chanka Piedra, which translates to stone breaker. That makes, that makes a lot of it. sense. I like that. Huh. Um, we, we need to find out where you can get that. Uh, Keto Bandito, if you have a, a suggestion on where to find that, put that in the comments. Uh, Evangelon. too, which we, we use a lot of cranberry for everything. Anything urinary tract, cranberry. Yep. Great, 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 great. Um, and, and I think Anita asked, uh, what about, why not cold water? Um, what's the... It's just kind of, it, it's kind of, it's better on your bowels to drink a little bit of lukewarm water, tepid water, what I call it. When you drink too much cold water, it kind of can put your stomach and esophagus into a little spasm and it doesn't really call it. Some people say, well, I'll drink cold water. My body will have to use the energy to heat it up. I'll lose weight. That really doesn't work that way. Hmm. Um, it's just digested better, absorbed better is the main thing I can tell. I can tell you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that guys. Thank you for the comments. Um, thank you for that Evangelon. Um, okay, we're going to get to the next question here. Uh, this is from Jack. Um, do you recommend beetroot? Uh, if so, why? Yeah, I'll take beetroot. Um, it's just a good um, vasodilator, nitric oxide stimulator. Uh, it's good for your heart, good for your uh, blood vessels. Um, so I take it. You know, it kind of gives you a lot of the advantages that niacin does, with, and it doesn't flush me, but... Um, and I'm sure there's some other great reasons to take beetroot. Um, but that's the main reason I take it. Um, All right. and I'll tell you another thing I take is aged garlic. Hmm. Um, because it's good for cancer prevention, good for your blood pressure. Um, it's just, a, it may be the, it may be one of the top supplements you could take is garlic. Um, with the aged garlic. Though. Is it is it just as good if, if you if you use garlic on your food or does it need to come in, you know, the well, same form? That make well, I mean, it's good to eat garlic without a doubt, but a lot of people don't like to eat it because yeah. it gives their breath a bad smell. Oh, but but it's, it's it's good to it's good to cook with. Okay, onions are good too. They're good for you. But um, um, uh, hello, Denise. Uh, thank you for for hanging out here tonight. Uh, we appreciate you, and, you all, and all that you do. Um, let's see here. Angel asks, um, can you suggest something for uh, post-COVID IBS? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, of course, uh, COVID can get in your gut without a doubt. It can persist in your gut. It can be the first symptom to come, the last one to go. Hmm. Uh, I saw somebody today with uh, persistent uh, diarrhea from COVID. Um, you know, the gut is such a tenuous um, organ, many things can affect it, including you know, anxiety and all, but, yeah. um, we, you know, we always talk about the vagus nerve, but, um, the first thing that would come to mind is something I always bring up digest shield. I mean, anybody with IBS, you should try digest shield. It's a supplement that we promote that, um, was actually developed here in East Tennessee. Um, but it has everything you really need for your digestion, five prebiotics, 11 probiotics. Um, it has digestive enzymes to help you break down, especially fats, but also protein and carbs. It has lactase in it to help you break down dairy. It has chitosan in it to help you break down glutens or 
It's kind of that's why they used to call it gluten shield. It also has a lectin blocker in it. You know, lectins that that kind of can be toxic plant protein you get from beans. So I would definitely try uh, Digest Shield. Um, I would try to avoid glutens, avoid dairy. Um, uh, drink a lot of water. Do all the other things too, like maybe ivermectin you know we maybe use that for a little bit but uh um but that's i would definitely get, pick up some digestion you can get it anywhere off the internet anywhere our office you can um the, the easiest thing to do would probably be to go to shieldnutra.com um they they're a wealth of information on that website uh just in all things gut health uh, we say it every single week uh, but you can also get it directly from their website um, real quick, are you, are you recommending a certain dose for, for post COVID IBS in particular? Um, I'd start at it twice a day, uh, okay. 30 minutes before eating, then go to three times a day. I've had people take two of them twice a day or even more. Uh, the other thing, if, if it's persistent and all, you maybe should have a stool study, like a GI map that can map out your whole, uh, microbiome and we can tell if you have some some bad actors in your gut, some bad bacteria and maybe yeast overgrowth. The other thing, be careful with, don't eat sugar. You know, be real tenuous about your diet. Um, and really maybe even do some fasting. Put mm -hmm. your gut at risk by not eating anything for a little bit. Um, that's what my physician dad always said. If, you're, if your stomach's bothering you, quit eating mm -hmm. for a little bit. But, uh, of course, I don't know your situation, but we had to work with you on that. Uh, let's try the digest shield first. Um, thank you for that, Angel. I, I know a lot of people are thinking the, the exact same thing. Um, okay, uh, Candy on YouTube asks, can you, explain, uh, can you please explain some symptoms of angina? Uh, angina. <laughs> angina. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, Angelina, I do, uh, Angelina. Angelina Jolie. Angina. That means angina. chest pain. Yeah, well, angina is chest pain, and you know, which can mean coronary artery disease. You can also have a uh, coronary artery spasm called Prince Metals angina, which it means your coronary arteries are spasming, but they're not blocked. But certainly, you, you start to worry if you have any heavy feeling on your chest, like something sitting on your chest, if, um, especially if it's exertional, I worry. And um, definitely if it, if it's radiating your jaw, your arms, uh, your back, uh, if you have nausea with it, if you're sweating, you know, you, you need to, if that happens acutely, you need to get the emergency room. Yeah. But certainly if it happens intermittently, come in for a workup, we definitely need a, uh, at least a CT calcium scoring, depending on your risk factors, baseline EKG and maybe a stress test. It just depends, but, um, uh, angina is just you got to suspect heart disease. Um, so great question. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Candy, let's see. Um, we got a follow-up question about digest shield, um, from, from Debbie on YouTube. Um, would digest shield work for H pylori? No, you're going to, you're probably gonna need some antibiotics or maybe some of the other natural stuff that, uh, somebody like uh, Dr. Samus could fix you up with, but, uh, you need to get a test for H. pylori. Uh, the problem is they don't do a blood work, blood test for it anymore. It's usually a, a, um, uh, 
you get a biopsy when they go in there and look at your uh, gastric mucosa or they can do a breath test, I think, that may show it. But, um, you know, but H. pylori, um, which causes most ulcers, we used to think it was acid. And then these Australian doctors came up with the idea that this may be bacteria. You know, we think it's bacteria causing peptic ulcers. Hmm. And they were actually kicked out of their medical society. These were GI doctors in Australia. They were kicked out. I think it was Australia or South Africa. I think it was Australian. But anyway, they were actually kicked out because it was heresy to say something like that. Wow. They thought, you know, everybody thought, well, that's acid causing these ulcers. So it wasn't. It was a bacteria. So a lot of times we, we learn stuff that's completely um, different than what has been thought of. Um, I got an idea with COVID there's going to be a, like a lot of different things that come out of this. But anyway. Um, let's see there. Um, okay, so Debbie, been a dentist, so she's uh, tried that. My husband's been fighting it since March 2021. Um, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for that comment. And um, if you have any follow-up questions, put those in the comments. We've got a team uh, looking looking at those. Get a, G, get a GI map. The GI map will show H. pylori as well, um, which is a stool test. I, I so. still think the, the, the coolest um, story of that is actually with uh, Andy, my brother. Um, he, he did uh, an experiment with um, our nurse practitioner in Knoxville, Robin Riddle. Um, you've seen her on Explain This. And uh, he did a, a GI map with her. He was thinking it was H. pylori, uh, but it was not. Uh, was that the way you understood it? Well, because he was having some 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 gut issues or actually, some skin he, issues. Yeah, his eczema was coming from his gut for sure, uh, but they straightened. Uh, Robin was able to straighten him out, and Robin, I hope Aaron recovered from his bicep thing today. So. Yeah, yeah, we're we're thinking about Aaron. Uh, Robin's husband uh, had surgery today, um, and we're hoping uh, for a full recovery so he can get back in the gym asap. Um, okay, let's get to a. Uh, another one here. If I miss anybody, um, just I got people looking out for me. So if I miss something, just pop it up for me. Uh, here's one on YouTube from Iran. Are avocados bad if you have high blood pressure? Um, I've never known it to affect blood pressure. Um, you know, avocados are just good fats. And uh, I'd be amazed if they affected your blood pressure. You know, unless you're pouring a lot of salt on them or something, unless I don't know something, I may not know something about it. But um, and again, only about 20 percent of people really salt bothers for their blood pressure anyway. But, um, you know, nobody's ever asked me that. So I always thought they were good for you because it's a really good fat. But um, somebody else may have an idea about that. Um, all right. Thank so, you. And some people have different food tolerances. I mean, yep. what? Maybe great for most people, could be bad for somebody else. Um, okay, so Anthony on Facebook asks, on average, how much does a man's testosterone level drop during the week after his uh, HRT shot, um, so his testosterone shot, and how does that compare to the testosterone pellet's st uh, stability over time? Really, really good question. Yeah, that's a great question. Of course, we do a lot of pellets. We do a lot of shots. Um there's no doubt that the pellets are the best way to go if, if you go that route. Um, 
but uh, because you get a sustained release over about five to six months for a man, average four, maybe a little longer for female pellets, but you just get, you know, releases at the same rate. Uh, with shots, you're going up and down. You know, you peak, you trough. So um, you're peaking out at about day two. Day three, it starts going down. By day seven, it's, it's going to be probably half of what it was on day two. But everybody's different, though, in the way they do it. So you have to kind of gauge how you feel. Some people, I'll, if they peak too much and trough too much, I'll put them on twice a week shots. I've got a few people on daily, just like 0.1 milligram subcutaneous shots daily. Not many people want to give that daily, but I do have very few on that kind of dose. Um, you can give it sub-Q as well as uh, I am. But, um, you know, I would say a week after his T-shot, um, it's uh, probably two-thirds to one-half of what it was day two. Um, and pellets are my favorite way to, to do any hormone replacement, male or female. Well, what, great, what, great why is the distribution um, through pellets more like your body's distri your your body's natural distribution? Of well, because you're not getting a big dose of it at one time. You're getting a continual dose. And the the physiologic thing about the pellets is is that when you're active, you actually you know, you release more of the testosterone uh, from your pellet. Hmm. So it kind of follows your, your metabolism in a way. Um, because like when you lift weights, you're, you're real active. Uh, you're naturally, you're raising your own testosterone level. So it kind of follows those patterns. But um, that's a good question, Ben. It is Great a really, question. really good question. Um, Kathy, thank you so much for, for being here and, and, and being patient with me on this question. Um, what do you think about the over-the-counter supplements such as Nutrigenics Total T? Um, is it safe? Is it effective? Um, it's probably safe. I don't think anybody has a real problem with it. It doesn't raise your T level a whole lot. Um, you know, it's just it's better to get the real thing for sure at a certain age. I mean, if you're a young kid and you know, think you may get a little boost out of it in the gym. You may try something like that. But for guys that really uh, have low T, that, that's probably not going to do it for you. Um, it's like a world of difference. So you may be wasting your money. But if you take it and you think it's working, go ahead. Uh, but you probably ought to get pre and post T levels just to see what it's doing for you. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you for that, Kathy. Um, Debbie on Facebook asks, uh, can hot flashes be caused by anxiety? Yeah. Any, anything can be caused by anxiety. Hmm. Any disease, any condition out there can be caused by anxiety. Real stuff, too. Um, so, yes, they can. They can be. That is interesting. Um, yeah. And, and uh, anything, even if you had pre-existing hot flashes, anxiety can make them a lot worse. Um, it has to do with how the hormones interact with your neurotransmitters, but there's no doubt in my mind about that. Hmm. Um, All right. Thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, Debbie, that's, that's a really interesting, interesting, uh, take there. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, Fred, uh, on Facebook asked currently on Jardiance, uh, there's a lot of words I, I'm sure I'm going to botch. 
Um, currently on Fenofibrate. Jardian, Fenofibrate. Losartan, Lavoxy, Levothyroxine. And, yeah, that's and, just uh, yeah, that's just generic synthroid. And at atorvastatin. Torvastatin. Yeah. Um, um, okay, uh, and Lipitor. then the question is: Do you recommend talk uh, taking berberine and ground flax seed to help lower my numbers? Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think the flax seed may lower your cholesterol, triglycerides, and berberine will lower your your sugar levels. Um, and then what what natural yeah, recommendations you know, do you suggest so I can get off of these meds? Well, you know, I'm not keen on Jardians. I hardly ever use Jardians for diabetes. I just don't like it. Um, too many possible side effects. Um, the phenofibrate, uh, like I told you before, that may that may be a good treatment for COVID and post-COVID. I've used it for that. Losartan is a good, if you have to be on a blood pressure medicine, that's my choice. Either that or one of the uh, ARBs like Losartan or Ibisartan, um, myocarditis. Is my favorite. Uh, levothyroxine, um, I prefer, you know, for most people, probably 80% of my patients will prefer a natural thyroid, uh, which is uh, desiccated pig thyroid, like Armour NP thyroid. Um, Atorvastatin, you know, I'd try to get off that for sure, unless I had a stent or bypass, you know, or really plugged up my coronary arteries. Um, I'm not totally against it. It depends on the situation. Um, some people put a diabetic on a stat no matter what their cholesterol is. So I would definitely get a uh, Cleveland heart panel and look at the numbers, the size of the particles. Um, and, you know, the best thing, the best recommendation I can tell you is to what you eat, when you, what you put in your mouth. I mean, you could probably get rid of every one of those conditions just by a better diet. I don't know what your weight is. You know, there's always family history and genetic tendencies, but it sounds like you have metabolic syndrome. And my guess is it's your, not it's your ideal weight. Um, if you do that, um, you definitely could get somewhere. And I, and I would, if you saw me and you're overweight, I'd definitely drop the Jardians and get you on a Ozempic or, you know, Trulicity or one of those for, a little bit until you get your weight down and then hopefully eat a very low carb diet, practice some intermittent fasting, uh, make sure your bowel and your gut straightened out, make sure you exercise. Um, you may always have to take a thyroid supplement. I don't know what the situation is. You may have uh, Hashimoto's. I don't know. Um, but hopefully you wouldn't have to take a stat unless you're, you know, really have heart proven heart disease. So definitely need a coronary calcium scoring as well as a, a, um, uh, um, Cleveland heart panel and, and um, probably the diet and the, I bet my bottom dollar if you're not on testosterone you have low T as well uh, remember testosterone comes from cholesterol you lower your cholesterol too much um, then you're going to have low T so you know you sound like a guy that needs to see somebody like me <laughs> you know that won't uh, hopefully we didn't lose any Oh, there we go. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. I, I don't know. Uh, we went through a, a low, uh, low Wi-Fi period there, and I'm just going to put this up. Um, Evangelon said testosterone is also made from cholesterol, which you just uh, said there. Just thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and um, You're cutting out a little bit, Ben. 
Am I cutting up now? Cutting, uh, You're cutting, cutting up? out a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, we'll let things get back. Uh, can you see me? Um, just breaking up. Yeah, you're breaking up, man. All right. Well, shoot, guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, wrap up here shortly, but hopefully my Wi-Fi uh, gets gets cleared up. Can you see me, okay, Doc? I can see, but you're really cutting out, man. Uh, okay. But well, uh, if there's any other questions, we can. We've been going at it about an hour. These have been great questions. Uh, a comment: I think low hormones uh, cause you anxiety. Definitely. I mean, you've got no idea how many people come into me and say their whole life has changed because we put them on bioidentical hormones, uh, male and female. So, um, you know, definitely, if you don't look at your hormones, you're shortchanging yourself. And if you're scared of them, don't be scared of them. Be scared of not taking hormones or having low hormone levels. There are some conditions where uh, I wouldn't use hormones. If you have already have breast cancer, uh, of course, we're not going to use hormones probably. Uh, but uh, how soon do pellets work for men? Um, gosh, uh, it takes about five days for them to kick in. So a lot of times, if you're really low, I'll give you a shot the same day you come in for pellets. Uh, but And I usually start out with the shots for the first month or two just to see if you're going to convert to estrogen and if it's going to pop your hematocrit up. Um, so I'll know and check levels to see what doses of, of the hormones I would put in the pellets. Uh, same thing for females. I'll use um, creams. And I, I'm, you know, I'm using more really low-dose tea shots for women now, too. Uh, and they're working quite well. Uh, you know, if they don't want to get a pellet and, and the tea cream's not working real well for them. So, great question. Lisa Hood, let's answer. Ben, are you still? Are you back on there? I don't know if you cut out for a while. Uh, I, I am with you. Are, are you with me? Are we to? Uh, <laughs> are we together here? I think we're back on, Ben. We're back on. Uh, Lisa said, "My mother had a saying: stress and anxiety can do anything to your body, but get you pregnant." Um, <laughs> your mom was a very smart woman. She really was. I've always said you should listen to two people: your mom and your wife. We're going to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, but I, you know, you can get pregnant through anxiety too, though, Lisa. I've seen that happen. Some people get so stressed that they want to relieve tension, and you know, the next thing they're having a baby. So, <laughs> um, I, I wanted to put up this up here. Uh, oh, you took Mark down, uh, Bianca. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna keep put Mark back up just because. Uh, Bian Bianca, Bob said to shout out to you, say hi to you tonight. Shout so, out to Bianca. To um, Nashville. And shout out to, to Mark. Uh, thank you for, for coming into the, to the Kingsport office. Uh, if you're on YouTube, check out Mark's um, uh, suggestions here for. You know, we had a great visit. And for, Mark and I had, a, we have some long talks. Uh, Mark usually, he's a, Mark's a scientist. He, you know, I told him today he should be in a, in a lab somewhere at Harvard University or somewhere. You know, that's where he'd be the most useful. <laughs> he's somewhat, he's so far ahead of everybody. Uh, thank you for that, Mark. One sec. Uh, thank you, Mark. Put that back on. Put that one thing back on. What do you say? Uh, what I miss? Corn syrup. Put oh, Mark's yeah, yeah, yeah. last comment yeah, yeah, yeah. back on there. Got it. Um, well. And thank you. I guess she does work um, for that comment, Andy, Margaret. Uh, well, it seems that we are. It does work. There's Mark's uh, corn syrup. Okay. Did I take it off? 
There That's we go. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, thank okay. you for that, guys. We are um, we are um, somehow having some some Wi-Fi issues, and I have no idea why. Might be the the train that that passed by uh, a little while ago. So we are gonna we're gonna um, call that a a Q and A show. That was a heck of a Q and A show. I, I dare say it was the best medical uh, Q and A show on YouTube and and Facebook. The only thing I wish I'd have done tonight, Ben. We're gonna cut it off, but. I really wish I'd worn my Green Bay hat tonight. You know, I meant to wear the Green Bay hat tonight. So, because uh, I had a few comments about the Aaron Rodgers story, I think we put that out today on. We did. Things, so you can look that up. I, I was very candid about um, uh, the situation about with Aaron Rodgers. No relation. You know, he spells his name with a D. There's no D in, in our Rodgers. So, um, uh, no, no relation to to Aaron Rodgers. But we did put out a. Uh, a video just about um, what happened with that situation, and Dr. Rogers gave his thoughts. Um, as always, on Tuesday we put we put up two to three videos on the YouTube channel. So uh, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do. Uh, guys, like Keto Bandito said last week, give us a thumbs up for this video if you guys liked it. If you guys got any value out of it, we really appreciate it. Uh, it helps us uh, be found by more people. Um, we appreciate y'all hanging out, Evangeline. I see your question for next week. Thank you. Uh, if anybody wants to follow suit there and get a question on, uh, next week, you can just put question for next week and we'll grab that, uh, tonight. And, uh, let's see here. Motaz, what's going on, man? Uh, great to see you in here. Hey, Motaz. I'm going to put you up. Um, thank you for, uh, for hanging out, uh, as always on YouTube. Um, let's see. Oh, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Katie is our operations manager. Uh, she is in Kingsport, but she, uh, runs all the offices. Thank you for, for being here, Katie. Uh, and thank you for that. Uh, we did a, a, a podcast, uh, with Jamie Winship on, uh, uh, it was unlocking you tapping into joy, uh, such a special, special message. And, and man, Jamie Winship is a, uh, a wealth of knowledge. If you have not uh, checked that out, please do. It's a, it's a long one. So if you have a, a car ride um, or a long workout, it's a really, it's a really good one. Um, I, it was like a therapy session for, for me. So thank you for that, Jamie, if you're out there watching. Um, we're going we're gonna to sign off, guys. Thank you. Um, we're here every single Tuesday night. Uh, at 7 o'clock on Facebook, YouTube, and Dr. Rogers' LinkedIn. You can connect with us on all three of those. If you have a question for next week, uh, email us, info at performancemedicine.net, or you can email me, ben at performancemedicine.net. Dr. Rogers, I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Ben. Enjoyed it. Uh, we will sign off, guys. We love you. Uh, we will see you next week. And until then, have a great, re uh, great rest of your week. See you guys. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.